This the remix. Do you think they've slayed the dragon, and now it's just a matter of uh, of cooking up some some supper? You think I like the shootout? Bishy, Bishy. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Cocaine isn't cheap. Mark Andre Fleury has been traded. He is headed to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Golden Knights got back a minor leaguer named Mikhail Hakkarainen, who has uh, not scored at the AHL level in 14 career games over the last two seasons. So Fleury is gone. The Golden Knights are essentially getting $7 million in cap relief. I mean, that's what this trade is for, even though they got a minor leaguer back. He is gone to the Chicago Blackhawks. That trade coming down, not official yet, but has been reported uh, here over the last 30 minutes or so. So here's the question for you, Adam. We talked about it off the start of the show. Do the Golden Knights need to trade a goalie? Are they in a better position to win the Stanley Cup now than they were two days ago? I don't think you can say that. I just don't. And that's not any sort of you know, thought for Marc-Andre Fleury and what he meant to the team last year. It's more that, what have you done? You've kept together a core in some ways of skaters that didn't get the job done over the course of two seasons. And you've taken away the guy who was your best goaltender last year, very simply. Uh, and you have, for the privilege, added probably less than $2 million in cap space. So you know, uh, Emily Kaplan just tweeted that Alan Walsh has already said that Marc-Andre Fleury needs to talk to his family before deciding next steps. So there's a reasonable chance that Marc-Andre Fleury does not end up playing this year. So, uh, Tyler, this comes back to another question. for me. So if Marc-Andre Fleury was only going to play in Las Vegas next season, and if the Golden Knights wanted to remove that cap hit, was there nothing else they could have worked out with Marc-Andre Fleury that could potentially have led to a retirement without them going through what is going to unquestionably be a PR disaster for this team? Because there are only two ways this works out. One is that Marc-Andre Fleury retires and the Vegas fan base says, congrats on forcing your icon to retire by trading him for nothing. <laughs> or it works out where Marc-Andre Fleury goes to Chicago next season what if he leads them to the playoffs and you have an aging Alec Martinez to show for it? I just don't understand the manner in which this was handled by the Golden Knights, despite the fact that it was obvious they were going to have to move salary. We spent the first part of this uh, of this program talking about it, and we've been saying for a while that Marc-Andre Fleury should be a consideration to be traded. I just thought for $7 million on an expiring contract for the Vezina winner that there might be more out there than this one minor leaguer of 14 games. Right. So, okay. You think this conversation is completely different if they had gotten back a third round pick? Don't you, don't you think that at least there's some future value in there for the golden Knights? Uh, because Mark Andre Fleury apparently is making clear that it's no guarantee that he plays next season. Now, could that maybe be a ploy to try to get the Blackhawks to extend him? Absolutely. Uh, you know, let's not take that out of the discussion. Um, but I, I, yeah, Tyler, do you think that uh, that Mark Andre Fleury and subtracting him and adding Alec Martinez makes the Golden Knights better today? If you told me, hey, you can have one of the two, and you already have Robin Leonard, I take Alec Martinez. 
But if you told me, hey, you're going to trade Flurry, even if you get nothing back, but you're going to trade Flurry and now you have that cap space to play with, I would have liked to have seen them spend it differently. But I do think, given the option, Flurry or Martinez, Martinez gives them a better chance to win the Stanley Cup because they already have uh, Robin Leonard on this team. And you can, there's a chance Flurry is sitting on the bench in the playoffs, even if he's still on this team next year, whereas Alec Martinez would have actually been in the lineup. So, I think I do think right now they're better off than they were two days ago when they had Flurry and not Martinez. I just would not have spent the cap space on Martinez. Yeah, it's a fair point, and and you can also make the argument to say that would Mark Andre Flurry have won the Vezina this year without the rest that they gave him by the rotation? Right, if Mark Andre Flurry had to go out there and play the usual load that we're used to him playing, then maybe he does not perform at the level that. We saw last year, and maybe the Golden Knights are well aware of that and decided to sell high. I'm not saying that's impossible either. I am saying that this franchise and the place that it was in, where Marc-Andre Fleury, the guy who means more to this fan base than anybody, right? He means more than Bill Foley. He means more than anybody else on the roster. Like, Marc-Andre Fleury is the face of this franchise, or was. Uh, The way they've handled this I think requires a little bit of explanation to the fans as to what now I am fascinated by the, the outcry from fans because trading away flurry obviously was, was never going to be a popular move. I think even if they got back a legitimately good NHL player, it was never going to be the popular, even if they won a trade with flurry in it, it was never going to be popular with it. But you have that report from Jesse Granger that flurry found out on Twitter. Um, I, this is this is going to be tough, like for the Golden Knights. I know George McPhee often and Kelly McCrimmon they often get off the impression that hey they don't really care what anybody thinks, which is generally speaking a good thing for your front office to have. But this is a tough one. I mean, this is like for four years this guy has been the face of the organization. He has been the most popular player to the point where when Robin Leonard started one playoff game instead of him, two guys showed up in Colorado with flower petals around their face saying that he needed to be back in the lineup. This is like, I think this is the one spot where even George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon, they, like you said, owe some form of explanation. Like there's gotta be something to say, Hey, this is why we did it. This is what we're thinking. Even though we kind of know what that answer is. They still kind of owe that. Oh, man, I didn't realize this was a, a tweet from Alan Walsh, which you wouldn't know about. Oh, he blocked uh, me. What did he tell it? Let me see it. He blocked me. Mark Andre, while Marc-Andre Fleury still hasn't heard from anybody with the Vegas Golden Knights, <laughs> he has apparently been traded to Chicago. Marc-Andre will be taking time to discuss his situation with his family and seriously evaluate his hockey future at this time. That was tweeted one minute ago by Alan Walsh. No, no attached memes or pictures? Um... I don't think it's necessary. I think the words are the sword this time. The word still is doing a lot of work in this tweet because we found out a half hour ago that Marc-Andre Fleury was on the move. And for Alan Walsh to say, even after that half hour, he hasn't heard from anybody with the Golden Knights. Um, boy, oh boy. Uh, this this seems to be as though the Golden Knights are in the WWE and wanted to do the full heel turn. Like this is Hulk Hogan going to Hollywood Hogan and the Golden Knights going from the feel good story of Las Vegas to trying to say, I don't know. Can we have people look at us a little more like the Raiders? But but you can't do the heel turn and do it against your own fans. Like you got to do it. You absolutely can. That's exactly what what they're doing. What do you think a heel turn is? But, But it's well, who's on their side now? Who's on their side now? 
the rest of the league. Finally, we have found a way to make the rest of the league not hate Vegas. <laughs> Are we sure they don't hate them? I think they still hate them. Yeah, possibly. They likely do. But, boy, uh, when it comes back to the question of owing an explanation to the fans, uh, that tweet right there from Alan Walsh saying he still hasn't heard from anybody in the organization. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, you could do a lot of things when it comes to fixing this team. And, again, I'm not going to pretend I haven't gotten on this air and said, even after winning the Vezina, they should still consider trading Marc-Andre Fleury. I never got on this air and said they should hand him away for free while not telling him that they're trading him and waiting for his agent to go on Twitter and say, yo, anybody want to give us a heads up? Listen, it's not for free. They got Mikhail Hekarainen in return. This only could have been made right by getting Malcolm Subban back, right? Oh, it would have been fun. I, that would, I think it would have been even more anger today if Subban was coming back in the trade. Somehow fans would have blamed Subban. <laughs> yes, and it would have been great. It would have been phenomenal. They would have said, oh, it's Subban's fault that Flurry's gone. Oh, man. So think about this, by the way, also. So now your starting goaltender is Robin Leonard, uh, who was outstanding for this team in the bubble, earned himself the new contract that he signed, still has multiple years left at $5 million, and also is probably your most volatile human being in terms of how he deals with the media. As opposed to Marc-Andre Fleury, who seemed to have the right thing to say at all times, other than, no, I didn't know Alan Walsh was going to tweet out a picture <laughs> of me with a sword through my back. But other than that, he's been the right guy at the right time. Um, and this is to say nothing about the mental health issues of Robin Leonard, because that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a goaltender who sits on Twitter four hours before the game looking for people who are saying negative things about him. Uh, man, did the calculus just change for how this team relates to the city. The heel turn is full on, baby. I, I relate more to the one that sits on Twitter for four hours before the game. That is absolutely who I relate to. I know. I know. And the fact that the Golden Knights now relate more to you than to the rest of their fan base is probably the scariest thing you <laughs> could say. Point. That is a good point. They probably don't want to don't want to be related to me. So, again, if you haven't heard, Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded this morning. He has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks uh, in exchange for a minor leaguer, Mikhail Hakarainen or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, we'll maybe find that out at some point in the next few hours. Uh, but that is the report that he has been traded so far. The interesting part is that for Chicago now is that Marc-Andre Fleury might retire. And you you read that Alan Walsh tweet that Fleury is going to take some time and talk to his family. That is a fascinating part of this, that Marc-Andre Fleury might legitimately just say no thank you and retire. Uh, seven million is a lot. I can't imagine he says no to $7 million, right? Absolutely, he might say no to really? $7 million. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, what else is left for the guy at, at this point of his $7 life? $7 million? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, to you, like, to you, $7 million. Uh, to Mark Andre Fleury, a guy who just made $7 million last year, maybe he doesn't want it or need it. I Again, keep in mind the fact that he is threatening to potentially retire has very legitimate concern behind it for the Chicago Blackhawks making this trade. Now, what happens? Nothing. They get the cap space back and they traded nothing uh, to do it. But at the same time, if you're the Blackhawks and you believe enough in Marc-Andre Fleury to bring him in with $7 million of cap space, then do you believe him and him enough to add another year to his deal? 
maybe that's part of what this is about too. Yeah, and I, I wonder what that number would be. And I wonder, okay, but the other part of that is if Flurry is serious considering retirement because he doesn't want to play anywhere but Vegas because his family's here, whatever reason it is, would he even want to sign an extension in Chicago? Maybe not, That's but that's all part of what the Blackhawks have to take into consideration here. And it, does he have a price that would be enough for him to say, well, Chicago's got some nice restaurants. $7 million, and he'll be there for game one this season. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get into Bischoff's briefs. Eh, it was going to be about college basketball. Maybe it's about Marc-Andre Fleury some more. Bischoff's briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just now. All right, we're going to do some on-air planning because here's what we're going to do. Your own Weitzman is not going to join us at 930. Instead, at 930, we're going to open up the phone lines. Uh, 702-364-1100. Don't, don't call now. You'll be on hold for 10 minutes. But 702-364-1100 is the number. At 930, we will take calls on Mark andre Fleury being traded this morning to the Chicago Blackhawks. So... Get ready for that. Tyler. Yes. Tyler, do you think one of those calls will be Mark andre Fleury looking for more information about the trade? <laughs> yes, I do. One will also be Bill Foley saying, what is this now? We did what? <laughs> Alan. <laughs> so if, you, if your name is Alan, please, please let me know immediately so that I can move you to the front <laughs> of the line. So 930, get about 10 minutes and we'll get to that. In the meantime, Bischoff's brief today is actually, I'm going to make it about the Olympics. Um, why do we suck at the Olympics this year? I feel like everything I've watched, we we lose. Our softball team lost this morning in the gold medal game to Japan. Uh, the women's soccer team lost a game to Sweden. Now, good news for the women's soccer team is they have already qualified for the quarterfinals. Losing one in the group stage doesn't matter. The men's basketball team lost to France. They're in the same boat as the women's soccer team. They've, they're going to most likely qualify for the quarterfinals. Losing one game in the group stage doesn't matter, but that's fine. For the first time since I was born, the United States men did not win the 100-meter back, uh, backstroke in swimming, Katie Ledecky lost the most anticipated race in swimming to the Australian. Like we keep losing at everything. I, I'm I'm a American elitist when it comes to the Olympics, but why the hell are we losing at everything? You got through that entire thing without saying that the U.S. women's gymnastics team took silver. Yes, they like, they, they took silver this morning. Yeah, like what, what are we doing? Well, uh. <sighs> I'll be hashtag that guy for just one second and say that the last year of training in the United States, I'm sure, was quite interesting for a lot of these athletes uh, when it came to dealing with everything during the pandemic in a country that handled it about as poorly as you could have uh, throughout the course of 2020. So maybe they had other issues to be dealing with. Um, that being said, could it just be that the world got better? Is no, it possible? I don't want to hear that. That's ridiculous. Okay. How could we possibly okay. assume that? 
listen, all that matters, well, hell, they lost yesterday too to Japan, but at least our three-on-three women's basketball team has already qualified for the semifinals. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um. But here, here's where else I want to go with Bischoff's Reese because that's just me being annoyed. My actual frustration, what the hell is NBC doing? Why can't I watch anything? Like, what, what, what is going on with NBC and their coverage? I like, can, can you easily find things? I, it, this is r- r- ridiculous. I don't know what to do. Like, I can't. Yesterday, our women's volleyball team beat uh, the reigning gold medalist from the last Olympic Games. Granted, it was like a pool play game, but it was on at 8 p.m. Pacific time. And instead of watching that, we were watching a replay of an of a triathlon that did the American finish got bronze in it. But what 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 is NBC doing? I don't understand their broadcast strategy here. Everything NBC has been doing for the last year or so has been come watch Peacock. Right? <laughs> Go to our streaming service. You can get it there as long as you're willing to pay a little extra for it. Uh What's left that NBC's doing well sports wise right now? Right, Sunday Night Football. Right, it's pretty. pretty, eh, pretty much I don't know it. about that. Eh, I still enjoy the Sunday Night Football broadcast. I think they do a pretty Chris solid Sims? job. Well, I, I no, I, I didn't. Not I did not say Football Night in America. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, what are they doing with the Olympics? I don't know. They are they they are putting feel good stories and 12 hour tape delays in the prime time window and forcing you to go on a Sunday morning to maybe pay extra on a streaming service to be able to find the US men's basketball team losing to France well it, they, it, none of it seems particularly logical but here here's the thing that like the everything is like a push to peacock push to peacock i've still been able to watch things for free online like the three on three women's basketball team it's all free online it's just a pain to find you got to go to nbcolympics.com and then you got to find the sport and the worst part about that is they don't list them by individual games it's just like heat one and there's like six games that happen within the same time span it's just like i've never i've never had like sporting events be so hard to figure out how to watch and maybe more importantly when things are on like like when actual events are happening, it seems like it's been impossible just to figure that out. I love more than just about anything we've talked about today. You who looks for people to troll about complaining about where they can watch a game being the person to do this because you've done it to me before <laughs> with have, baseball I games. <laughs> you've done it to Cofield. You've done it to all sorts of other people. I just love the fact that you have now, re- whatever the age is that you are, you have now reached the age that you complain about where to find things. Oh, see, listen, listen. I, I will always complain about where to find things. I just, I view myself as being good at finding these things, and NBC has made it hard for me to find them, which I think makes it a valid complaint for everybody else, too. Oh, I like this. I like this. I like the idea of it was already hard for some people to find things, but if you have made me, Tyler Bischoff. Yes. This guy the has Indiana trouble finding Jones. things. That's a problem. Yeah, I I would consider I'm I'm like the gold medalist of finding how to watch the sporting event. So yeah, I think it's I'm just like Team USA. I'm struggling At, in these Olympics. Adam, he has true TV memorized. <laughs> two forty eight. Oh, close two forty seven. Okay. <laughs> so I win the I win the silver. Um, it is uh. 
it's just it's been a nightmare. And the 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 my other question is, I know as a country we're like the greatest swimming country of all time. Do we really need to see so many like semifinal events? People want to watch gymnastics and they want to watch swimming. Period. I mean, I I get it, I get it, but like they do care that much about the semifinal events because like last night was a great example. Like there, it was like a final, then a semi, a final, then a semi of different events. But every time I'd look up and see semi, I'd look back down on my computers. Like I, I literally didn't watch the semis because like oh nobody wins a gold medal in this. I don't know. Like I I get it. It's it's something that people come to, but I'm just like I'd rather watch almost any other event that actually has a medal on the line than a swimming semi. That's you, uh, by the way. Who who was in these heats? Who was in these semifinals? I mean, one of them was not Katie Ledecky. I don't know who the other people were. <laughs> I, but I like I how the names you. of the people on the Olympic team are Katie Ledecky and not, not Katie, Katie Ledecky. Ledecky. Yes, it was not Katie Ledecky in all of them. I can say that. There was there were semis that did not involve Katie Ledecky. I did watch Ryan Murphy lose the 100-meter backstroke as one of our great failures of the last 48 hours in the Olympics. But no, it was not always. It was, listen, I get it. Katie Ledecky semi, okay. Not Katie Ledecky semi. I don't need it on TV when there's other live events on. I also don't need a replay of the triathlon. I watched that earlier in the day at like 2 p.m. I don't need it replayed for me on NBC. Ridiculous. Why? Whoa, 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 whoa. What, what is going on in your life that you're watching Olympic triathlon at 2 p.m.? What do you think's on my TV normally? Regular triathlon? No, like at 2 p.m., it's like around the horn or something like that. The triathlon was live on USA, so I put it on. And then NBC was like, we're going to show you the end of this. I was like, no, I watched it six hours ago. Yeah, we're starting to get into some larger issues here. No, it's the the triathlon's been the first. Listen, there was a boat blocking the triathlon the other day for the men. It's the first event. It's like at 5 a.m. in Japan, but it's perfect time for me to watch oh, it in the middle oh, of the day here. By the way, let's let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the boat blocking oh, that was great. the triathlon. That was great. That was hilarious. I'm sorry. At what point did people not <laughs> be able to swim underwater anymore? Oh, you like, wanted them to swim under the boat? Yes. Well, oh, you, come on. Oh, oh. They were going to die. Nothing triathletes love more than to casually tell you about how hard everything is that they do. And yes, it is. I'm never going to run an Ironman. But at the same time, you want to go win the Olympic triathlon? Swim under a damn boat. All right. Mark andre Fleury has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. It's a rare moment on the press box. We're going to open the phone lines. 702-364-1100-702-364-1100 is the phone number. We want to hear what you have to say about the Golden Knights trading away Marc-Andre Fleury. Try your best, but you don't succeed. Marc-Andre Fleury has been traded to the Chicago Blackhawks. We're going to take your calls. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Before we get to the first one, Here's a tweet from Rob Rossi, who covers the Penguins for The Athletic. Penguins caught off guard by Marc-Andre Fleury trade from Vegas. Since I get is Pittsburgh is trying to assess the situation and see what's going on now with Chicago. Adam, to your point earlier in the show, that kind of implies maybe the Golden Knights could have gotten more for Fleury than a minor leaguer if Pittsburgh was taken aback and they maybe were interested in getting Marc-Andre Fleury. Keep in mind that Rob Rossi is someone who's been on the pulse of things around Marc-Andre Fleury at other times as well. So not just the Penguins uh, caught off guard, but 
you know, Marc-Andre Fleury caught off guard. Uh, this seems to have been one of those uh, bad boys moving in silence and violence here for the uh, for the George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon crowd. All right. First up, uh, we have Chris. Chris, what are your thoughts on Marc-Andre Fleury getting traded to Chicago? And we don't have Chris. All no, right. you know what? That actually was what Chris had to say, <laughs> which is kind of how a lot of people are feeling right now. All right. We have uh, Mark. Mark, what are your thoughts on Fleury getting traded this morning? Hey, good morning, Tyler. Uh, listen, I'm a season ticket holder. I've uh, been a fan from the get-go, uh, former displaced Bostonian. It just tells me that Vegas has graduated in the sports world to Cinderella, from Cinderella's story to now, you know what, we're just another jaded organization, just about business. If we let him go, if this is true, and we let him go for some minor leaguer, uh, it's just, hey, you know what, the organization really doesn't care about the fan base. And it's all about business. So wait, as a former Bostonian, are you glad to see they're now a jaded organization? I'm not glad, but I fully recognize it because (laughs) I'm old enough to remember the days when the Red Sox let go Carlton Fisk, Fred Lynn. This was all through free agency. Uh, But, you know, other instances in which marquee players have been traded to clear cap space because, you know, at the end of the day, they just want to make money. And, no, I'm not necessarily glad about it, but I knew it was coming. And this is one more step along the lines of post-game five against the Canadians. I remember driving home listening to the post-game show, and there was a lot of discussion over, is it even reasonable that Vegas Golden Knight fans would boo their hometown team? And how can you possibly do that? Well, yeah, you can do that when your team comes out really flat in an absolutely important game to win. And to me, this is just one more step in that direction. You know what? The organization, at the end of the day, they're interested in making money. Yeah, they want to win the championship. Yeah, Bill Foley wants to keep the face of this franchise. But I don't think George McPhee is really interested in that. Well, thanks for the call, Mark. We appreciate it. Um, 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to give us your thoughts on Mark andre Fleury getting traded, 702-364-1100. I... I do like that take of the Golden Knights are now officially an organization, a professional sports organization, because they're jaded and traded away their star. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. I actually, that to me was about as measured of a take as you'll get when it comes to a fan being upset about Marc-Andre Fleury not being there. And it's hard to argue with anything within that, right? Uh, It said, yeah, well, they're just interested in, in making money. This is more about the business side than it is about... Uh, than it is about caring about the fans. And yeah, I mean, that's true. All of that is true. And yet it probably still doesn't make any of this any better, any easier for anyone to swallow because what did he just mention also? He also mentioned game five against the Montreal Canadiens when the fans were booing the effort that was put out on the ice by the entire team. So uh, this might mark a turning point for the organization in more ways than one. Yeah, it's been a a brutal last couple of months since they beat the Avalanche. It's not been good for Golden Knights fans. All right, we are going to go to Lou. Lou, how are you, and what are your thoughts on Flurry getting shipped out? Hey, gentlemen, good morning. I'm doing great. Um, You know, I I, I guess the honeymoon is over, much like the last caller said, and, you know, now it is time to be a sports team. Um, Flurry and Leonard were never, ever on my personal untouchable list. I, I mean, that was like, you know, Stone, Tuck, and Will Carrier were about the only three people that I couldn't possibly see going. Um, 
and, and, you know, it was bound to happen. It was going to be one or the other, and you were going to piss a bunch of people off either way. And so we move on, and as it's been said so many times before, win a cup, and guess what? It'll be like Marc-Andre who? Okay, hold on. Did you misspeak, or is William Carrier, was he actually on your untouchable list, or did you mean to say William Carlson? No, William Carrier. I've got, I've got his jersey. So oh, okay, break. okay. All right, that's perfectly acceptable. All right, perfectly acceptable. Okay, we appreciate the call, Lou, and we appreciate the love for Will Carrier over anybody else. Thanks. <laughs> I want to know what jerseys George McPhee or George McPhee's family have. And they're like, you can't trade him. You cannot move on from this guy because I have his jersey and I can't get well, a new one. Well, he's got a framed Shipashev. Um, <laughs> and he might have an Oscar Dansk in the closet. <laughs> All right. We are going to go to Charlie. Uh, Charlie, good morning. And what are your thoughts on Mark andre Fleury getting shipped out? Well, first, I have a question. Let's say Fleury retires. Does his seven million still count against our cap, or is that erased permanently? Uh, no, it would not count against the Golden Knights or the Blackhawks in that scenario. Okay, um, I know they had to make a trade. I'd have preferred if they traded Leonard, but uh, hard as it is to say, they were so strapped on the salary cap that they had to make a move. You can't have twelve million on your uh, uh, goalies uh, for the upcoming season. Would you have felt any better about it if they got back like a second or third round pick instead of just a minor leaguer who has never really scored or played in the minor leagues or in the AHL? Yeah, but uh, I'm sure he tried to get all he could last year. The teams were asking us for a second round pick to take Flurry and to take half his salary. <laughs> well, thank you for the call, Charlie. We appreciate it this morning. Uh, again, 702-364-1100 is the phone number if you want to give us your thoughts on the Golden Knights and the trade of Marc-Andre Fleury this morning. Again, you haven't heard. He's been traded to Chicago. Uh, the Golden Knights are getting back an AHL player, uh, and that is it. Nothing else, more or less a cap dump type of move. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. 702-364-1100. I do want to go back to the excuse me, the Marc-Andre Fleury side of this with the reports the tweet from Alan Walsh that he's going to talk to his family and and there's a chance that he might end up retiring and not playing in Chicago but now the story out of Pittsburgh that the Penguins are monitoring this situation is there a chance he forces his way out of Chicago and picks his next team without question yeah because think about what Chicago could choose to do here Chicago gave up absolutely nothing they gave up an AHL player played in 14 games so Chicago basically took on the asset on the hope that he'll play for them. And look, it would be great for them if he ends up playing next year. That being said, what's to stop Chicago from making a better deal? If Marc-Andre Fleury says he wants to be in Pittsburgh or he'll retire, then maybe they're over a barrel at that point. But if Marc-Andre Fleury really wants to play, if he wants the money one way or the other, then Chicago might actually have a little bit of leverage. How bad is this going to be if they turn around and trade him for, for literally anything better than the, the AHL that they got? Like, that's going to oh, be a brutal look for the Golden Knights. Oh, it can't. No, but the thing is, at this point, the die is cast. It can't be any worse for the Golden Knights than the way they've handled this uh, to this point. And again, that's not to say trading Marc-Andre Fleury on its face is a problem for the Golden Knights. We've advocated for it. We've said it was the quickest way to solve their cap situation. We never said, 
hand him away for nothing while also having his agent be so mad at the organization that he's out there saying, hey, by the way, uh, these reports have been out there for the better part of an hour, and we still haven't heard from anybody at the Golden Knights front office. All right, we'll go to Lewis. Lewis, Marc-Andre Fleury's been traded. What are you thinking? Well, you know, as a Penguins fan originally, uh, I loved him in Pittsburgh. I love the fact that he was the first pick of the organization. He played his heart out. I think he gave everything to the organization and to the city. But numbers don't lie. Statistics don't lie. He was 37. The cap, it it sucks. He had to go. Um, Certainly, I don't think his mistake that cost the Knights the series uh, last season is was was probably helping his case. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. One series doesn't. One's play doesn't make a series. Well, I would disagree with that. Kurt Gibson, uh, Mark Andre Fleury, but it is what it is. You know, we're a big time sports town now, and this is what we have to deal with. And being a true fan doesn't mean you're always pissed because your favorite player leaves. You have to be real and recognize what has happened. He had to go. He was just too old. All right. Thanks for the call, Lewis. We appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate the comparison of Flurry kicking the puck behind his own net to Kurt Gibson. <laughs> like, I guess if that happens in the Stanley Cup, that's a pretty, it's a pretty solid comparison. The only thing is it happened in the semis. But uh, I like that comparison. Uh, the one thing I would say in response to the call is that you're right. He's an older player. He's a guy who was not too old to be the best goaltender in the NHL last year. Uh, All right. Uh, Last call we'll take here. This one from Anthony. Anthony, what are your thoughts on Flurry getting dumped to Chicago? Um, I have multiple questions and wondering that maybe the inside people, the coaches and stuff, would have the answers to. I mean, at this point, we're obviously looking at Thompson coming up and being a huge factor. Um, who's the better teacher, Leonard or Flurry? Who's the better leader that would bring him up accordingly? I also have some issues that are maybe not popular, but we have some mental problems of, that he, he has. Can he make a full season? I mean, it's not, it's not fair to, to talk about, but it's, it is an obvious thing. It's just like someone with a concussion problem or someone with a separated shoulder problem. I just wonder who is the best, because Thompson's our future, I believe, and who's the best goalie to bring him along and make him a winner. Fleury couldn't handle a, a, a longer season than what we had. So, obviously, they're, they're saying that Leonard's the one to bring up Thompson. Well, thanks for the call, Anthony. Um, on on the Robin Leonard side of that, the mental health issues that Robin Leonard has dealt with. That is probably a big reason why the Golden Knights were able to get Robin Leonard. Like a lot of teams were afraid of Robin Leonard. But regardless of that fact, he has been one of the best goaltenders in hockey for the last three seasons. He's top five over the last three years in save percentage, goal saved above average in this league. And so there is to me, I mean, I don't, there's no concern for me that they're going to have a good goaltender. They're going to have good goaltending Going forward, obviously, you're going to have to play somebody like Logan Thompson throughout the course of the season, and maybe he's no good for 20, 30 games, but I don't have any doubt that 
Robin Leonard's going to be a great goaltender for this team for the next, what's he got four years left on this deal. Like he, they should have great goaltending for the next four years out of him. All right. I want to give the last caller this much credit by saying that by comparing mental health to other injuries that a player might suffer, I think you're giving it appropriately serious weight. That being said, Robin Leonard is not the only professional athlete out there who deals with mental health issues. He just happens to be one who is very open and forward about it. There might be players out there who you're watching every day who have similar issues and demons that they're dealing with. So, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's something we should look at with Robin Leonard and say that are we worried about this? Because when Robin Leonard was the number one goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights in the bubble, First of all, you weren't asking this question. Second of all, imagine a more difficult situation than what they dealt with in that bubble. He was very open and honest about it, and he still performed at a top level. What I would be concerned about is this. Goaltenders go up and down all the time. Last year, of goaltenders who played at least 500 minutes, there were 65 qualifying goaltenders. Robin Leonard ranked 48th in goals saved above average over the course of... 19 games and he ranked uh similarly in save percentage it was a 908 save percentage that put him also at 48th i would be much more worried just about the on ice performance than anything else because the quickest thing that is going to turn everyone on the oh well we had to trade trade mark andre Fleury, cap this and that is if robin leonard doesn't perform up to the same level that you've seen in the past and this team which is built around winning right now doesn't have a win now goaltender i think the the with that conversation i goaltending is the most volatile position in the sport in terms of year-to-year performance and it's you know one of the big reasons why hockey can be a weird and dumb sport as far as who wins i think that idea while it's very true leonard could be bad this year so could Flurry. Uh, like, I, I don't think either one, uh, even if they kept both, I don't think you're guaranteed to have good goaltending. I think one thing last year did is it probably cemented this false idea that, hey, if you spend a lot on goaltenders, you're going to have good goaltending here in Vegas, which is not often the case. You have you have both bad goaltenders. All Carey Price was bad last season until the playoffs, and he's the highest paid guy. So, yeah, I think any of the either one of the ones they traded away could have been bad this upcoming season. All right, we will take a break. I don't know what we're doing when we come back. I am looking at what is so far the best tweet of the morning. Um, It's from Rodeo Dogs on Twitter, who has zero followers. Uh, But he tweeted a picture, actually three pictures. uh, One of a Golden Knights hat on a grill, and then two more of said Golden Knights hat on fire on the grill. And I, oh, this this is our first jersey burning, right? Even though it's not a jersey, this is our first memorabilia burning for the Golden Knights, right? Oh, for the Golden Knights, yeah, I was going to say it's uh, it's different than when I burned my Georgie Skidisvili jersey uh, when UNLV got rid of him, but yeah. What was that? I burned my Georgie jersey, remember? Slavonchanin? No, 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 no. Anyway, let's move on. It didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I didn't get that joke. Was it a good joke okay. that I should have gotten? No, no, no. This and no, not like a pop. No, when when you miss a pop culture reference or something, I'll make sure I'm okay. on it. But okay, no. Let's get let, let's get back to burning hats oh, because th- there there's also a lot of uh, 
there's also a lot of sediment built up on this grill. I'm a little a bit dirty concerned grill. about what yeah. might happen. It's a dirty like, grill. No, no, like I and and I'm worried about what happens when you mix a burning hat with whatever else is on that grill. I mean, at this point, I'd say the grill's best purpose in life is simply to burn sports jerseys when you're mad about something. Hmm. Like, I don't know that I want to eat anything that's been made on that grill. I feel like we need Mike Grimala's opinion. We do. We do need Mike Grimala to step in here and uh, answer this for us. I Let me ask you one non-Flurry-related question as I watch uh, doubles badminton over here. Has there been an Olympic event that you've been fascinated with? I'm going to tell you the God's honest truth. I have not watched one oh, second of the Olympics. Brutal. Brutal. None. What the time are you blaming the time zone differences? I'm blaming the fact that I wake up to do my job in the morning and I'm on Twitter checking the news and I read basically everything that happened. And then I'm like, eh, I don't need to see the prepackaged version and uh at, at nine o'clock tonight. But not yet, but not even I mean, there's some stuff live at like seven o'clock. You're not even tuning in for that? No, I haven't haven't quite gotten there thus far. So okay. you know uh, do, do you do you plan on it? Like, is there anything you are? You're like, oh, I am going to watch that. Or are you just out completely? Um, I mean, there's a chance that, uh, you know, as Olympic basketball moves on, uh, that, you know, assuming they don't lose to Iran, that uh, I, that I'll be more interested <laughs> maybe in the middle round. Um, but nah, really, maybe some track and field. Nah, that's about it. Okay. They play, they play Iran at 9.40 p.m. It's a fairly reasonable time for the United States for them to be playing tonight. Like, I'm sitting here. I'm planning, like, what days I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. to watch the U.S. women's soccer team because they play the Netherlands in the, in the quarterfinals here. And I got I to gotta watch that, obviously. You do? Oh, yes. I love the women's soccer team. It's great. And, like... I, the Netherlands is a legitimately good team that they could lose to. Like they they could legitimately lose in the quarter. The Netherlands in the in the last two major tournaments they've played in won the European Championship and lost to us in the World Cup final. Like that's a legitimate like top three team in the world that the U.S. has to play in the quarter. So of course I'm going to get up and watch it. Well, are you? Uh, I don't know. I, I, are you ready for a really unpopular opinion? Oh here's boy. a really un, here's oh a really boy. unpopular opinion. World championships of all sorts have made the Olympics irrelevant. Like I, I don't, I don't care. I just, I can't. Especially when it comes to sports like soccer, where everybody cares more about the World Cup than they do about the Olympics. So yeah. why, why should I care? That's fine. I mean, I, I have different sports that I care more about than others. I mean, hell, I cheer for a soccer team in England that plays for the in the Premier League. Hopefully one day they're back in the Champions League, but I'm still pumped when they win the FA Cup, which is the third most important thing they can win in any year. The third most important yeah, thing. It's great. I'm pumped. They won it during the pandemic summer, and I w it was awesome. It was great. I can't blame you for anything that you get excited about during the pandemic summer. <laughs> Just wait till you find out what weird baseball card game I was playing during the pandemic summer. You'll love this. Find out tomorrow on the Press Box.